I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Something a little bit different today. I've actually done this in the past, but uh, kind of butchered it last time and shit the bed. So what I'm doing is, if you're listening to this podcast, it'll be Monday morning or at some point on Monday. I assume if it's later in the week, it might make a little bit less sense. But if you listen to this on Monday, if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see that I was on uh, my Instagram story uh, answering a heap of questions. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave the podcast on record whilst I answer all these. So essentially what it'll be is me reading to you guys on the podcast what the question is uh, I'll give a little 15 second answer on the uh, on the IG story which you'll be able to see if you want to go and have a look at it and then I've got to set up like uh, a little background thing that I put on it it's actually the foreground uh, a little advertisement for the podcast that I put on the story trying to get people in that big funnel to come and listen to the podcast so there'll be about 15 seconds of audio me talking to uh my phone talking to the the audience on instagram and then as i'm sort of setting it up i'll go into a little bit more depth on each question for you guys so this should probably go for 45 minutes or so i'd assume these take a little bit while they're a little a little while to do they're a little bit fidgety uh you sort of have to record make sure you get it right sometimes you have to redo it again add your foreground upload it go pick a new question so there's a bit that goes into it, a little bit of behind the scenes for you guys but as i said if you listen to this on monday before like 7:50 p.m uh you'll be able to go on to the instagram page and have a look at the questions and sort of see the other side of it it's hot as fucking sydney at the moment so i'm sweating dicks so uh It'll probably look a little bit more polished on the uh, on the Instagram page, and you don't have a look at what it'll sound here. But let's uh, let's kick it off. So, I've, as I said, I've got a little banner, a little foreground thing that I'll put on every little bit of content that I put up on this story, uh, and I'll go through all the questions that were sent in by people. Uh, I actually put it up if people would rather see an Instagram live or a Q and I prefer the Instagram lives. I think they're heaps of fun, but obviously you have to be on time online at the time that I'm doing it to be able to. Uh, to get involved in that so the instagram story it's there for 24 hours so probably better for a lot of people but let's uh let's have a look at some questions we've got about 100 or so here maybe a little bit more so 
Uh, we'll go through these. Some of them are, are footy-related. Some of them are just general questions. I'll do more of the footy ones, to be perfectly honest with you. But, uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll just dive into all these questions. So the first one comes from jwob underscore eight. His question is, do you think Brooks could play nine in 2022? So I'll open that up now. Make sure I'm on camera. I've got this all sweet. A little bit of setting up here as well, which I'll have to do each time. So... I'll, um, I'll jump on now, answer that question. You guys will hear it, and then I'll give you a little bit more detail what I think of each question. So let's go. Mate, oh, I think Brooksy could make a decent nine, to be honest with you, but is it the best place for him at the West Tigers? I don't think so. Uh, they've got two really good hookers there in Simpkins and Little, and they've got uh, they've got a really good hooker, Apicurusa, arriving next year. So I don't really see it happening... Okay, so see what happened there. I got cut off uh, the 15 seconds. I've got to be a little bit faster. So we'll try that one again. That'll happen sometimes. So brace yourself. You'll probably hear that a couple of times, but let's get this one out of the way. Mate, I think Brooksy could play nine, but you've got two good hookers there. You've got an even better hooker arriving next year. So I think it's a little bit backwards, realistically. I think you'll be in the seven. I think you'll see Jackson Hastings wearing the six and Dewey. I think he'll be out in the centers when he returns. All right, so snuck that one in in 15 seconds. That was good. So add that onto there, and then I bring in the uh, the banner that I had before. All right, now I'm in a bit of a rhythm. We should be sweet. First one always a little bit slow because it's the first time I'm doing it in a little while, but they should all move really quickly now. Yeah, so that first question was uh, Luke Brooks to hooker. An interesting one. I mean, I think a lot of people don't really rate Brooksy or whatever. I do. I've always been a fan of him. So moving him to hooker, you know, I understand what he's trying to say, but... I just think he he's a good enough halfback to play seven. You got you got other guys there that should be playing hooker in my opinion. And if you move Brooks to hooker now and he brains it, what on earth are you going to do next year when uh, Appy Curacao walks into the system? So for me, I think Brooksy has to play seven realistically. I don't think that'll shock too many people. All right, let's move to a next question. What have we got? Uh, another Tigers question. Um, what have we got? Uh, who will inspire a generation of players in this crop of players like Benji did 15 years ago? Good God, that's a que- that's a good question. Some of these are like, they're really hard to answer in 15 seconds. I think it's really tough. Uh, let's have a look. Who will inspire a generation of players like this crop of players like Benji did 15 years ago? Interesting. Um, I'm sort of thinking along the lines of like Ryan Pappenhausen, maybe KP here. Um, yeah, there's a couple of guys that could... Could do anything here, realistically. Let's have a look. Let's see how we go. The other thing about this, because I'm doing the Instagram live, I've got, I've got to do it hands-free, so it gets a little bit difficult. A really good question. Tough one to answer, to be honest with you. Benji obviously had such an influence. I'm probably looking at guys like Ryan Pappenhausen. I'm probably looking at Kalen Ponga. They seem to be the popular guys at the moment that kids love. I think if KP achieves what he could achieve, it definitely has to be him. Yeah, KP's probably my pick there, guys. Uh, we'll post that up now. Tough question. I'd love to hear what, what you guys think of that one. Is there anyone... Who have I forgotten or whatever? Uh, tough question. That's good, though. They're the sort of questions I want that keep me on my toes. They're, they're mad. All right, let's move to our next one. Kurt Mann or Chris Randall for the Knights. Now, obviously, we've seen that Braley, he got injured the other day. I'll do a podcast on this because I think it's got huge ramifications, not only for Newcastle as far as 2022 goes, but in the future as well. I think they're in a bit of Barney Rubble. I thought they were anyway, as you guys know, but fuck, that's a nightmare there. Yeah, mate, uh, I think they'll probably go Chrissy Randall, but I think Kurt Mann will come off the bench and play nine. Uh, It's really interesting times for Newcastle. I'll drop a podcast on this later in the week because I think this has got... 
huge ramifications, not only for Newcastle this year, but heading into the future, realistically. Uh, yeah, so you guys, I'll have a podcast for you over the next few days about that one, probably tomorrow. Uh, we've got Bloke in a Bar tomorrow, and I think that'll be one hell of an innings, going through just about, uh, we're going through every single team in the competition, essentially, uh, talking about their squad and everything. So that'll be a real deep dive. You guys will really enjoy that content with Denon, though. That'll be unreal. Uh, but I'll have to find some time to talk about that night stuff because that's very, very interesting. Uh, what does the Jaden Braley injury mean? We've got that one. Uh, South fan, where does Campbell Graham sit among young centers? Yeah, I like that one. You all know I'm a huge Campbell Graham fan. All right, let's set this up. I'll get the Instagram over and done with, and I'll be on with you guys. Hands free. Man, I'm a huge Campbell Graham fan. I think he's really underrated. Uh, for me, I think if he was playing left side last year, we'd already be considering in that really top notch of centers. Uh, I tipped him to play Origin two years ago. Freddie offered him a jersey. He couldn't play. He was in the squad this year. Huge future. Uh, yeah, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Campbell Graham. Have been for a long time. Local junior out of South Sydney as well, which uh, just makes me like him even more. Local junior's out of anywhere. It's great to see. But yeah, Campbell Graham, I- I'm hearing that he'll play on the right side for South Sydney this year. I'd love to see him pop up on the left on their strong side. I reckon he'd just take his game to a new level, like I said. But um, yeah, obviously they're losing a lot on that right side, South Sydney. So uh, might be best to go with uh, the stability of keeping Campbell Graham there. But yeah, I don't know. I'd really love to see him on the other side. Uh, I think Jaden Nikarima could get the 14 for the Storm. Yeah, I like that question. I think he fucking could, to be honest with you. Let's have a look. Um, hands free. Here we go. Yeah, mate, quite possibly. It wouldn't shock me. Um, I think it'll come down to Nick Meany, Nick Arima, or Tyron Wishart. I think one of those guys will take the spot. Obviously, Nico Hines has left, so there is an opportunity there. Uh, if Nelson's not there, they might need to carry an extra forward, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting, that 14 jersey for Melbourne. A lot of people are saying Nick Meany, which I understand, but I reckon Tyron Wishart would be a sensational um, guy to have. These young guy come from the Dragons last year, obviously the son of the great Rod Wishart, uh, can play so many positions, it's not even funny. So uh, it'd be great to see him land there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I dropped a podcast last night about Nelson Osofa Solomon. You guys should have listened to it. I sort of spoke about it there. Uh, let's have a look. What other questions we got? Who would you put at oh, Knights Hooker? We've done that. Critter's best position. Hmm, interesting. Critter's best position. I think it has to be fullback, doesn't it? He's just so damaging. Let's uh, let's see how we go. Um, yeah, mate, we've been big fans of Stephen Crichton. Since he was playing Premier League, we tipped him to all of you. He's an absolute freak now. He's killing it. I think fullback's probably his best position. I don't think he'll play there for the Penrith Panthers for quite a while. I think Dylan Edwards got a mortgage on that jersey, but you just want him on, on the field, essentially. Yeah, Stephen Crichton, I, I've been, I, I said at the start, like before he played first grade, he reminded me of like a GI slash Israel Folau merge and that he just had some X factor about him. And fuck, you saw in that grand final the sort of player he is and the sort of ability he's got. So huge future. I don't know where, I, I think as long as you've got him in your footy side, you're flying, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know where you play him or whatever. Um, what have we got? Although Canterbury will likely be forced to use TPJ on an edge, is he better suited to the middle? Oh, Connor, great question, brother. Really tough one. I, I think I would be using him on an edge, to be honest with you. They've got so many middles, it's not even funny. I'll set up here. Okay. Great question, mate. Uh, personally, I'd be using him on an edge just when I consider the rest of the Canterbury Bulldogs squad. I think they've got enough middles to allow TBJ to play on the edge, and I think he can be really damaging there. Hearing he'll be on the left side with Matt Burton, Josh Adokar, so that edge on its day, it's going to be lethal. 
just I just lost like the last second of that one. So sometimes you miss like the last second of what you're saying. So it just cut off there. So um, that happens sometimes, but it's not really worth going back and repeating it so I can get one word in. I think people could tell I was being positive then about that. But yeah, TBJ, if he ends up on this left edge for Canterbury, that, that edge could be anything. I, I'd put Aaron Shoup there. I said that the other day, but all the Canterbury pages messaged me and said, no, nah, it's going to be Brett Naden, which I don't know. I watched Brett Naden play a lot of footy over the last few years, and I, I think he's better on the right side, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, what do we have? Do you give the Knights any hope of making the eight without Brayley for most of the season? I probably don't, realistically. I won't do I won't do one on that. I, I didn't give the Knights much of a chance of making the eight with Brayley, so without him, I think they're in serious Barney Rubble. From the Blues side last year, what changes do you think will happen? I see Radley at 14. Yeah, fuck, I'm worried about Radley. You all know I'm a huge fan of Rad's, have been for a long time. we calling him the best lock in the game for about three years, but I worry that he's given too many blokes and uh, too many other good players an opportunity. Let's have a look. Yeah, mate, fingers crossed we see Radley come in. My only worry with Rad's, and I love him, I've been his biggest fan for his whole career, essentially, is that I think he's given too many good lock forwards an opportunity to take his jersey. Isaiah Yo and Cam Murray have to be in the side, so be interesting. Watch out for Pappy. Uh, yeah, hopefully Rads does get to play Origin. He's got it written on his forehead, but I mean, fuck, he just keeps getting injured or suspended. It's been hard to watch. As, as a Radley fan myself, like, been very tough to watch, and it's it's been hard to – well, it hasn't been hard to watch, but, you know, all the other guys that are coming to replace him have absolutely brained it. Isaiah Yo, he's not going to – he's going to be the 13 for a few years, in my opinion. Cam Murray has to be in the side somewhere. They might use him on an edge, which might open a spot for Rads, but personally, I want Cam Murray through the middle. I don't really like him on an edge, realistically. Uh, what have we got? A couple of um, couple of personal questions here. <laughs> Favorite pokey? Oh, good God! All right, let's get this one in. All right, like to throw in a few of the personal ones. Good for people to get to know me and whatever. Not not that knowing my favorite pokey really does that much fucking help for you. But anyway, um, let's go. But uh, I'm a Five Dragon operator myself. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't keen on Five Dragon, but it's definitely my favorite where I've had the most success. Uh, if I have a big win on Five Dragon, I'll uh. Search out for a uh, lucky 88, though, and really test my luck. Yeah, I've had a couple of good nights on Five Dragon. Um, it's normally my go-to. Has been for a long time, since I was like since I was 18, essentially. I don't know why, just always have. Um, yeah, people will say oh, it, it doesn't put out big money, but fuck, I've had some good nights on it. So, as I said, though, if I have a win on Five Dragon, I'll go and test my luck on lucky 88 and try and get that weekly paycheck on a Saturday night. Um, what else? What's next question? Let's have a look. Uh, what was your job before this? Answer that one quickly. Then we'll get back into some footy ones. Oh, let's have a look. Okay, just setting up. Job before this. Yeah, mate, before this, I was a teacher. I've been a teacher for about six or seven years now. So uh, just starting to kick full-time into this now, which is really exciting. So looking forward to the next few years. Hopefully we can keep growing, improving, and uh, getting better at what we do. Yeah, so going full-time this year, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned that yet or not, but um, not working as a teacher anymore. Going full-time at this, so you'll see a big up in content and everything over the next year or so, uh, looking to really branch out. Obviously, got got the opportunity with Bloke in a Bar, which is massive. Uh, hopefully, we can hold on to that, see how we go moving forward. But yeah, exciting year. Let's see how we go. Warriors to make the eight. Good question. What do you guys reckon Warriors to the eight? Send me a message. They're, they're one of those teams that I think could. Uh, not a team I'll probably be putting money on, though, to be honest with you. But fuck, be unreal if they did make the eight. I'll just jump on live now. 
Yeah, man, I really like the squad the Warriors have built, to be honest with you. I think they can make the eight. Whether they do or not, I'm not sure. I think they'll be seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth around that mark. Uh, if they get to return home and they win a few games in a row there, I think that'll be sensational. I'd love to see them there. I think they deserve it. Just cut that one in just under the 15 seconds. Yeah, I'd love to see the Warriors play finals footy this year. They've done so much for our game um, over the last, you know, two or three years. It's been pretty wild. What's going on here? My phone's fucking up. There we go. Um, yeah, I think the Warriors deserve to play finals footy. I'd love to see them there. Love the recruiting that they've done this year. I mentioned uh, Aaron Penney on the podcast last week. Very, very high on him. So, fingers crossed he's as good as what um, I've said he will be. You know, my predictions are very hit and miss. But occasionally, when we hit a big one, uh, they absolutely fly. I've got a feeling this Aaron Penney will be one of those just quietly. Uh, the Cowboys are more balanced side with Holmes or Hamiso at centre with the other one at one, obviously. Oh, God, it's tough. Very, very tough. Uh, yeah, Cowboys are a bit of a mess to me, to be honest with you. Just setting up now. I'll, I'll be pretty honest with this one because it just doesn't work for me. Mate, it's an interesting one. Uh, personally, I think Val's best position is the wing. I don't think it's fullback. I don't think Hamiso's best position is fullback either. I think it's probably wing as well. So, uh, I mean, they're both playing out of position for me, but they're probably the best options in the team, realistically. Yeah, I don't like the way the Cowboys have built their squad. I think it's a bit of a shit fight, to be honest with you. I think Todd Payton sort of got him... Well, it's not really his fault. A few of those guys have been there before Toddy was, obviously. Uh, but it's a really hard squad to balance out, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully, they come out this year and brain it. Prove me wrong. But I'm very nervous about the Cowboys. I've probably got them finishing at the bottom. Who do you think won't live up to the hype this year? I think the Bulldogs will fail to make the eight. Interesting. I sort of agree. I think the Bulldogs could just miss the eight. Let's have a look. Setting up live now. Yeah, Matt, I don't hate that call on Canterbury. I know a lot of people are hyping them up to be a top six, top eight team. I think they'll go close, but I'm not convinced they'll make the top eight. So if you think they're a lock to be a top eight team, I think they could be the team that disappoint you realistically. And I mean, if Canterbury do miss the eight, you know, they finish ninth, tenth or whatever, I don't think that's a huge failure, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they've won six games of footy in the last two years. So if they're getting anywhere near the top eight, that's a huge improvement. They're only going to get better. Reid Marnie walks in there the year after. So I like the direction they're heading for sure. Jackson Hastings possibly by of the year. Quite possibly could be. Um, yeah, by the year is tough to get. But let's dive into this one. Yeah, I'm probably a little bit biased. Uh, cards on the table there. Big fan of Jacko, but I think he's going to be a really good signing. Uh, I think he brings a new attitude to the Tigers that they've probably needed for a long time. Fresh face in the halves. Could be great for Brooksy as well. I know that he's keen to take a lot of pressure off Brooks, so quite possibly, mate. Yeah, big fan of the Hastings signings. You guys heard him on the podcast. Um, I think he's going to do really good things at the Tigers. Really looking forward to seeing um, how it goes there. Fingers crossed it goes well for him because I think he deserves better than what he's got so far in his career, Jackson. In saying that, he's made a lot of mistakes. There's no hiding away from that. You heard that on the podcast. He's learned a lot, but uh, he's changed. So fingers crossed it all goes well. Hopefully he's not the scapegoat like Brooksy has been for a couple of years because I really don't think it's been fair realistically. Uh, Gamble is Redcliffe, born and red, born and bred, born and raised. Fuck, can't read. If he misses the six jersey, will we see him at the Dolphins? Yeah, I think he could, eh? I reckon that'd be a really good signing for them. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, mate, quite possibly. I think there's a lot of guys in this Broncos side. Take Jermaine Osako, for example. It looks like the music's going to stop and he's not going to have a chair. He's ended up at the Dolphins. I think the same could happen with Albert Kelly or with Tyson Gamble. If the Dolphins get Gamble, I reckon that's a sensational get. 
Yeah, big fan of Tyson Gamble, as you guys know on the podcast. Uh, he's a guy that I've been a big fan of for a long time. I shouldn't say a long time, actually, just since he's been at Brisbane. I actually watched him with the Tigers and didn't actually think he was much chop. But since going up to Brisbane, he seems to have a new attitude. He's just determined at all, as all hell. And those, those are the sort of guys you want in your football team. Do you believe tomorrow Martin has a chance of partnering Reynolds? He was a 5'8". Yeah, good question. I'm really excited for tomorrow Martin. I reckon he could have a big impact, but uh, it's a lot to come back. Oh, Jesus, what have I done here? Sorry, guys. One second. That's free. Mate, really excited for tomorrow. You only have to go back to that 2017 grand final and final series. He absolutely brained it. Uh, that was in a team without Thurston. He's done an apprenticeship under Thurston and Michael Morgan. Two of the best halves of our generation. So I honestly do think tomorrow Martin could partner Reynolds. God, I hope tomorrow Martin gets back to his best. I think people forget just how good the guy was in a short amount of time. He was lethal. And he did so. You, you go back and watch the Cowboys in the 2017 final series. Tamalolo brains it. Morgan kills it. But... Mate, Tamari Martin, he played his role perfectly. Scored a good try in the grand final. Scored one of the best tries, individual tries you'll see in the two thousand in the two thousand seventeen prelim final or semi final against the Roosters. He absolutely brained it. Uh, what do you think Melbourne's spine, including Locke, will look like in round one? That's a that's a little heater to hit out of the stadium for me. Um, let's go. Oh shit! All those guys are out round one, aren't they? Yeah, right. So it'll be Pappy. They'll have Hughes at seven. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, interesting, mate. Obviously missing a lot of troops. I think they'll go with Pappy at fullback. Hughes at seven. Probably Cooper Johns at six. Nine, I think you'll see Tyrant Wishart or Nicarima, one of those two. Uh, Locke, I think they'll just chuck a forward in there and just play straight forward. Yeah, he really caught me off guard there. Uh, forgot there was all those suspensions and stuff for Melbourne. But yeah, I'd probably see Cooper Johns playing six in that game. Unless there's someone I'm forgetting. Um, Pappy will still be there. Harry Grant won't be there. Brandon Smith won't be there. Yeah, so a couple of options. Melbourne are playing the Tigers round one. I don't think they've lost in round one in like 20-odd years. So big, big test for them. What's the weakest position in the NRL? Oh, easy. Weakest position in the NRL has to be halfback. It's halfback by a country mile. Weakest position for me, mate, is halfback. Uh, I, there's honestly like six or seven halfbacks in this competition I would genuinely want every single week. All six of them pretty much were in the top eight last year. So it's pretty evident for me. has to be halfback. We've got a mass shortage. I've been saying that for a while to you guys on the podcast. You would have heard me say that on numerous occasions. You're probably sick of hearing about it. But uh, I don't know what it is, if it's with juniors, how we develop our talent and whatever. Uh, even when you watch kids play touch and Oztag nowadays, they just they lack that that vision and ability. It's it's painful sometimes in, in the in the team that I coach, just getting them to do threes on twos that are really simple. And they just they just can't work out their timing of when to give a ball, how to draw a guy, when their shoulders have turned, when they've got their hips, when they've trapped them in, all sort of stuff like that. So it's it's hard to watch. It's a bit of a worry moving forward, to be honest with you. I think up in Queensland, they probably do it a little bit better from what I've seen in juniors. Um, as a Broncos fan, I believe we can quite easily become top six team. Yeah, I think you've got the potential to, to be honest with you. I wouldn't say quite easily, but... Um, okay. Yeah, mate, I think you can. Uh, I wouldn't say quite easily. I think that's a stretch. It's bloody hard to compete with these top six teams, but I think Brisbane's got the cattle to be able to compete with those sides. Probably not next year, but over the next few years, if Reynolds plays for long enough, I think you definitely can, mate. People undervalue sometimes how good these top six teams are at the moment. Um, you know, they're obviously smashing these other teams, but, fuck, they're all playing some unreal footy at the moment, like in any era. 
they're just killing it at the moment, those top six sides. So Brisbane, I think they've got the potential. I've got them finishing probably like seventh, eighth, ninth, around that sort of mark. Uh, what have we got? Most improved team in 2022. Probably Brisbane, I reckon. Eh? Oh, maybe Canterbury. I don't know. D- depends how you want to look at it. Um, yeah, most improved, mate. Depends how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it like who goes up the most places on the ladder, I think you're probably looking at the Bulldogs. I think if you look at who's going to improve their actual football, like the eye test, I think it's probably going to be the Brisbane Broncos. Could be the Canberra Raiders. You know, flick of a switch, they could be back. Yeah, really interesting to see who gets the most improved side next year. Uh, a couple of big candidates. Um, yeah, you'd have to think Canterbury from last. I mean, even if they finish 10th, they've jumped six spots. That's huge in the NRL nowadays. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that one plays out. A number of teams putting their hand up there. Uh, what have we got? What do you think will happen? Jaden Bra- a lot of qu- lot of Jaden Braley questions, which is fair enough. Do you think with a full preseason under his belt, the Turbo will be able to... To match or improve, fuck! You're a brave man if you doubt Turbo, aren't you? Bloody hell! Hands free, yeah, mate. That's the scary thing about Turbo that people forget. Didn't have a full preseason last year. Was racing on the course, so slipping over in his shower. So it's scary to think what he could achieve with a full preseason. Um, I think he will match it. I think he'll keep his standard up. Might, might drop a little, I guess, but you'd be a brave man to bet against him. Yeah, interesting to see how Turbo goes. Obviously coming off an absolute career year. Um, Yeah, maybe he will drop back a little bit, but I think he'll drop... Even if he drops back, he'll still be a top three player in this competition. He's just got something that no one else does in this game, which is fucking scary when you consider the amount of talent getting around. Uh, What have we got? Um, Biggest Storm winners with NASCAR and a rugby and two. He's still currently down. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Um, I actually I dropped a podcast on this last night, so you guys should have a listen to it if you're keen to hear more about this topic. Went in real depth on it. Um, let's go hands-free. Yeah, mate, the middles that I think will benefit from this, obviously you got Welsh and uh, Jesse Bromwich, but you got Josh King arriving from Newcastle. He just stinks of... I'm going to be an origin player in two years out of nowhere. He's got Bellamy written all over him. Keep an eye on Tepai Maroa as well. I think he's going to have a big season. So, yeah, a couple of options for Melbourne there. Um, you know, even if they were terrible options, once Bellamy gets his hands on them, uh, the game's over. So, yeah, I'll be keeping a close eye on Melbourne and their rotation, especially if Nass is gone. Um, that'll be a massive one. So, we'll see how that one plays out. As I said, drop that podcast last night. Worth a listen if you guys are keen. Very interesting. Went pretty in-depth on stats and everything. It's actually wild. Nass, actually, I'll let you listen to the podcast. I won't waste your time with it now. Uh, will improve this year. Yeah, where do you see the ball? Uh, what have we got? Where do you see Cheekam and Havili fitting in at Souths? Yeah, I'm not sure if either of them makes their 17. Just thinking off the top of my head. Cheekam might. He might be a bench guy. Uh, yeah, mate, I think Havili's a good little signing. Can play hooker or the back row. I think he'll be a depth guy. Cheekam, I can see him squeezing in the 17 somewhere. Jaden Sewer's obviously gone, so there'll be a bit of a shuffle. I really like Cheekam. I can't believe the Tigers haven't used him more over the last few years, to be honest with you. G-Cam's an interesting one, eh? It looks like he's been ready to explode for like six years. I remember watching him play Toyota Cup and he was just untouchable. And he's like, he's won a few golden point games, like just pulling shit out of his ass. But I don't know, the Tigers just never really seem to utilize him properly, which is not, you know, unlike the Tigers, let's be honest here. Um, I don't know if you've answered this prior, but 2015, Hunt doesn't drop it. Who wins and why? Oh, tough, 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 tough. Fuck, that's a hard question. 
Uh, impossible to say, mate. you got to remember that was in the first moment of Golden Point. So, really tough. I will say this. I thought that uh, Thurston got the Clive. I'm not going to say he didn't deserve it, but I thought Anthony Milford and Jack Bird, uh, not Jack Bird, Jack Reed, absolutely brained it that night. Might do that one again. Sorry, guys. That was a bit of a shit fight. I sort of said the wrong thing and stuff. So, that happens sometimes. Hasn't happened many times tonight. Put on a good show for you. Made impossible to say that was a first play golden point. So, uh, yeah, I can't really make a call on that. I will say this. Thurston got the Clive. I don't think he didn't deserve it. But, mate, Anthony Milford had a sensational game last that night, as did uh, Jack Reed. So, a few options there, I think. Not really what he was asking. But uh, it's impossible to say. Like, he dropped it off the first play golden point. So, I mean, if Brisbane make a break in that first play, all of a sudden, they're the red-hot favourites. If they have a turnover on the second tackle, all of a sudden the Cowboys win it. So, um, yeah, impossible to really make a call on that one, let's be honest here. Uh, what have we got? Likelihood of Bronx making the top four. Ugh, don't think they'll make the top four. Let's have a look. Mate, big fan of the Broncos heading into next season with the top four. That's a big stretch. Those top, those top sides, they're playing some fantastic footy. you got to remember the Roosters didn't make the top four last year, so they'll come in. Uh, a couple of pretty handy sides up the top there. So I think they'll make the top eight. I think they'll be eighth, to be honest with you. Tough, tough, tough. I've got, I've got to try and keep track of who I'm saying is going to make eighth. I'll probably say about seven teams in the preseason. But, yeah, I can't see Brisbane making it into the top four, realistically. I think those top teams are just too good. Um, but, yeah, Brisbane, they're definitely trending up. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what have we got? Underrated player or players that made big impacts in their career. Underrated player or players that made big impacts in their career. Do you ask me, like, all time? Uh, Michael Morgan's always one that I think is fucking massive. Um, hands free yeah mate I'll probably go with Mick Morgan for me he came up with the biggest individual play in rugby league history in 2015 um, Thurston won the Clive as we said before kicked the winning field goal but he doesn't get that opportunity if Michael Morgan doesn't come up with a huge play from a standing still start with absolutely nothing on yeah I feel sorry for Morgo I saw a thing the other day that he turned 30 and I was just like Jesus Christ he could have had another five or six years in first grade in the Cow. If he was still playing, the Cowboys wouldn't be in the hole they are now. It had solved so many issues for them, it's not even funny. So, huge fan of Mick Morgan. Always will be. We'll always hold him in the highest regard. Um, where do the Cowboys finish? Uh, I've got them bottom four at the moment. Uh, depends what they do, though, with their squad. Um Mate, I've got them bottom four at the moment. I think depending on how they use Tao Malolo, Ruben Cotter, etc. at 13 and in the front row, I think they can maybe make a charge at it. But uh, I think Scott Drinkwater is going to have to absolutely brain it for them to get outside the bottom four. My hopes for the Cowboys aren't very high. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, very, uh, a little bit negative on the Cowboys. I'm just, I just don't trust them as a system. Uh, I think they've got good players in there, but they, they just don't gel as a squad to me. I think it's, 
it's just a, an, it's a weirdly structured team. It's a weirdly structured squad. Now, nah, that was from one of my mates too. So normally when you see your mates come up, they're taking the piss out of you. But that was a good one. Hi, Guru. There's another one of my mates. Darsol. Hope you're well, brother. Hi, Guru. In your opinion, what is the most important attribute for a fullback? Oh, what a question. That's unreal. Most important attribute for a fullback. Really, really tough. Um... Heap of stuff you could say here, mate, you know, speed, everything like that. But for me, I think it's just match awareness, knowing where to be at the right moment in attack, but more importantly in defense. It's massive. I think people undervalue the role that a fullback plays in defense, telling players where to be and calling out which side to go to and stuff. Yeah, that match awareness stuff, which is what Billy Slater was the absolute king at, I think that's so important for a fullback. I think it is the most important thing by far and away. I think people get stuck in the highlights and everything. Uh, but like what what Teddy does and his his positioning, his awareness on every single play is just unbelievable. That's why I I, I still hold Teddy in such a high regard. Oh, should I have Rillo go centers and Flanagan halfback? Oh my god, look at this question. Rank these teams: ninety eight Broncos, 05 Tigers, thirteen Roosters, seventeen Storm, and <laughs> that is an absolute ripper. We might uh we might have to do a podcast on this later in the week, just quietly. Um. Mate, love this question. Uh, too hard to do it right now, but stay tuned on the Rugby League Guru podcast this week. I'll make a decision on this one. Fly fucking flying around me. Let's start that again. Sorry, guys, on the podcast. Just had a fly the size of a bird come at me. Mate, great question. I'm not going to answer it now. I'll do a podcast on it this week, though. Do a deep dive into it. So stay tuned on the Rugby League Guru podcast this week. Uh, yeah, we'll come up with an answer for you. I'll we'll do our best to come up with an answer for you. Some of those teams are unreal. That 17 Storm and 98 Broncos, wow. Yeah, stay tuned for that, guys. We'll do a podcast on that during the week. That'll be a really good one. I'll have to I'll have to sit down and nut out those sides. I reckon we, we can get a 30 or 40-minute podcast out of that, trying to decide, and I still won't come up with an answer, to be honest with you. How long have we been going for? About 30 minutes here, so I'll answer another two or three questions. Will the comp be more even this season? I think it will be, yeah. Will the comp be more even this season? Yeah, mate, I think it will be. I said it all year. Um, It's a copycat league. Good coaches, they will step ahead. The bad coaches will copy them in the next off-season and then the gap will close. So I think the bad coaches will catch up a little bit, but I think the good coaches, uh, I shouldn't say bad coaches. Let's start that again. That was shithouse. That's the wrong word I'm trying to use. Yeah, mate, it's copycat league. I think you'll see the teams at the bottom there. Coaches will spend the off-season copying what the good teams are doing. They'll replicate it. The good coaches will still improve their team. So the gap will still be there, but I definitely think it's going to close. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird season 21. Hopefully I'm right there because I've been saying that for a long time and a lot of you have disagreed. So we'll see how we go. But I sort of thought the blowouts, I mean, it's funny. We got to finals footy. The blowouts slowed down a little bit, but... Uh, they weren't officiating it the same as they were in the regular season, which is the reality of it. I mean, if you were surprised by that, you haven't been watching sport around the world for the last eternity. Uh, what excites you most and worries you most about Canberra? Ugh. Um, mate, gotta be their squad. I tipped them to make a grand final last year. They completely shit the bed. What excites me is their squad, the players they've got. What worries me is the off-field stuff, the drama that comes out of there, the fact that there was no real reason for why they failed so much last year. So, I don't know. Canberra, man, they could finish fourth, could finish 16th, and I wouldn't be shocked either way. God knows what's going to happen with the Raiders next year, this year. So, got to start getting used to saying this year, still getting rattled by it. couple more. Let's see. What have we got? I'll, uh, I'll jump out and come back in. Sometimes these questions get updated and stuff, so we'll see. See what's come in. Um, 
Let's have a look. Any new questions that have come in? Ah, uh, yeah, a few. Okay. Let's have a look. How will Broncos go if Darren Lockyer became coach? Uh, I don't know. I've got no experience with Lockyer in coaching. Imagine it wouldn't go terribly, though. Uh, Roosters will be in Melbourne and Panthers League this year, assuming less injuries for them. Yeah, I back that. Yeah, mate, I think the Chooks will be right up there in those top three teams. They'll be one of those top three teams, sorry. They're probably my early tip to take out the Premiership. Uh, I've fallen into this trap a few times where the team has mass injuries, they do well, then I think they're all going to come back and they're going to brain it. So we'll see what happens with the Chooks. But yeah, pretty confident on the Roosters. Um, I think they'll do really well. I think that they can definitely compete for a Premiership this year. I know that Robbo will be looking at this season as a as a year that he can win a premiership in. I think he would have known that from like halfway through last year. So big year for the Chooks. It'll be very interesting to see how they go. Um, hmm, how do you see Souths going? Sort of answered that. Mitch Kenny should be the new 14 for the Panthers. Yeah, probably. Have the Panthers signed another hooker? I don't think they have yet, have they? They got that young fella. I, I actually met him the other day. Uh, Riley, I think you know his name is. Good fella. Um... Yeah, I think so, mate. You'd have to assume he's going to be the full-time hooker uh, next year. They've got another young kid coming through that I met the other day. Really nice guy. Uh, he, I think he's 18 or 19, though. So, yeah. Be interested to see how it plays out. But I think Mitch Kenny, he's going to be the guy for a year or so, realistically. Um, yeah, Mitch Kenny. Yeah, he's, he's improving every year, to be fair, Mitch Kenny. I, I always think he's a very meat and potatoes hooker, but he always comes in and, and he does a good job. So no tire in May next year, so that jersey will be available. So I'm going to back him in. I'll just get the name of that um of that hooker for you guys so you can keep an eye on him, I'm sure. Was it Riley? Um, oh, is it Riley Smith? No. Sorry, Riley Smith. Yeah, he came on the uh, on the boat party with us with, with, with YKTR a few weeks ago. Did a bit of, nu- of a number on himself, but he was a champion fella, really nice guy, very good footballer. Uh, met him that night and then went back and watched some of his highlights and stuff or, or some stuff that I could find of him. Uh, looks to be a good little player. So one to keep an eye on at Penrith. I think that he's a guy that uh, they're keeping an eye on. I think he was the Australian schoolboys hooker last year as well. So uh, definitely a kid with a heap of potential that you need to keep an eye on out of the Penrith Panthers. Uh, who would you play at six for the Dragons? Has to be a Monet for me. That's a no-brainer. Um, let's go hands-free. Yeah, mate, I'd go a Monet. Uh, you've obviously got Bud Sullivan. I'd play him at 14. The problem is you've got Moses and Bai. I don't think they'd sign him by and not use him. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dragons do shape up. But a Monet, he'd be my six without a doubt. Yeah, I really hope they play him at six. A couple of other guys that could fill in there, obviously. But I just think he's the best fit for that job by far and away. So, fingers crossed he does get that kick. I'll be shocked if he doesn't, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people reckon Bud Sullivan, but I I just can't see Amone not getting it. Um, let's do one or two more. Money to be a shot at M if things go well. Yeah, I mean, I keep saying it every year. But yeah, I think he could, to be honest with you. I'm going to do a podcast on this over the next few weeks, days, something along those lines, comparing him. Actually, no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till I drop that podcast for you guys to listen. Yeah, mate, I think he's got the potential to. Uh, if money puts it all together, it could be absolutely anything. We're waiting for that season for him to grab this competition and say, I'm the best player in this league. He's got the potential to do it. So if he's going to do it any year, next year probably looks like the one. He looks fit as a fiddle at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm going to compare him to someone that you're probably going to get a little bit upset. Some of you will out there. But I think if you listen to my reasoning of why he reminds me of someone at the moment, 
Um, I think you'll understand what I'm saying. But we'll talk about that over the next week or two. Um, let's have a look. Thoughts on Slater as Queensland coach? Uh, absolutely hate it as a New South Wales fan. Uh, hands free. Yeah, mate, as a New South Wales fan, I hate it. I think you'll do really well. I never thought Paul Green was a man for the job. I thought they could have given it Slater last year. I think Paul Green might have been a scapegoat, to be perfectly honest with you. I think they knew that coming off the huge win in 2020, 2021 was going to be a tough gig. So good timing. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Paul Green. I think I sort of said at the start of the season that I couldn't see him lasting through this Origin series. Uh, it probably went worse than what I anticipated, to be fair. So I think it's time for a guy like Slater to come in. And um, for me, if I'm a Queenslander, which I'm not, but if I was, and I've got Paul Green telling me what's doing, or Billy Slater as I run out, I know who's going to get more out of me. So, all right, let's do one more question. One last question. Let's go and have a look at them all. One last question. What have we got? Um, who's winning round one? Thoughts? Um, top six predictions. Who wins the next three comps? Oh, that's a good one. Let's finish on that. Okay. This will be our last one, guys. Really good question, mate. I, I think it's hard to see the Panthers and the Roosters probably not winning a comp in the next three. Uh, Melbourne will be right up there as well. If Turbo puts it together in finals, they'll be hard to stop. But I'll go with Penrith and Roosters win two in the next three years. Yeah, tough question there. It's always hard to look into the future. I mean, like, we've seen teams like the Panthers emerge before and then just fall into a heap of shit. I don't think they will personally. Um, but, I mean, anything can happen. Things can happen so quickly. You know, if Ivan and Nath were to leave, all of a sudden, they're a different footy side, you know. Extremely unlikely, I understand that. But um, it's the way rugby league goes sometimes. It changes so quickly, so... See how we go. Um, I will just put one last thing on this story just to tell people to come and listen to the podcast. Um, hands free. G'day, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Q&A. Thanks for all your questions. Appreciate it. Sorry if I didn't get to yours. Actually recorded this all on a podcast, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes things of how this Q&A works. That'll be available tomorrow morning on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Link's down here. Stay tuned for all of our content coming this week. Beautiful, guys. Um, yeah, so that's sort of how it works with the Q&As. I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Bit stop, start. If you didn't enjoy it, send me a message. Let, let me know. I, I don't know if you will enjoy this sort of stuff, but I thought it would be good uh, to do something a little bit different tonight uh, and just record this whilst I am doing it. I did try and do this a while ago, which some of you uh, will remember. It didn't go overly well, so... Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this one a little bit more. As I said, if you didn't enjoy it, pl please let me know because I won't waste your time with this sort of content or whatever. But uh, thanks for tuning in again, guys. More content coming later today on the podcast, just depending how much time we spend with Denon in a bloke in a bar. Could be a busy and long day. But thanks for tuning in again to the Rugby League Guru podcast, guys. Plenty more content coming this week and over the next few weeks leading into the NRL season. Cheers, legends. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com